guys, I'm Alexi. And I'm Bryn. And this is 20-somethings. Going through something. Bryn and I wanted to give you a little life update about what's been going on in the Alexi Bryn household. (laughs) (laughs) So Bryn started us off. Well... Just played some volleyball and it really fucked up my forearms. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I literally broke every blood vessel available <laughs> in my forearm and massive bruising. Yeah. I, I tried to take a video, but it doesn't really show up. Yeah. So. But I'm a warrior, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> kept going. <laughs> I kept asking if she wanted to be done and she just kept saying no until eventually I just said, I want to be done. Yeah. I just love volleyball, but it was hurting so bad. But I don't know. I feel like nothing else is new. Mental health isn't that great, but (laughs) we're not going to talk about that today. It's going to be a happy episode. But Alexi did help me not cry because I've been crying for the past four days. This is the first day I haven't cried yet. So she's really (laughs) major part in it. (laughs) Look at me go. (laughs) Maybe I'm just depresso because I wasn't around for like three days. I need your mental health relying on me, though. <laughs> I feel that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I appreciate the compliment anyways. So what have, what have you been up to? Um, being depressed with myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been saying. You can't say that. You have? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Wait, maybe I just thought of it. I literally this morning was like, I'm depressed, so I need espresso. <laughs> I don't think you said that to me at all. I think I thought that in my head this morning. Oh, okay. Sorry to copy your I think mind. I said depresso, though, last night. You did. Night. Just, no, you just said depresso. De- <laughs> you just said depresso when you were explaining your mental health about two seconds ago. No, but I remember last night I also said depresso because I'm like, that's a fun way to say that you're depressed. Mm. <laughs> Why does it look a ghost? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like not a lot's been going on. I don't know. You said you wanted to give a life update and I didn't know what to talk about. Alexi went out on a Thursday night and didn't get home till like 2 a.m. That's yeah, something. That's true. that's true. And I worked the next day. That was super fun. I got like three hours of sleep. Yeah. It was a good time. Worth it. Would do it again. Except... $120 just out of her bank account and does not remember. It was all on water, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> water and food. Tipped a massively for water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. Yep. That's facts. Anyways. <laughs> so I realized that I made some mistakes in the past few episodes. So I'm clearing them up now in episode five. Um, about time. I can't remember what episode this was. We were talking about how there's just lots of companies that they only show either size small, super small, or they show both very small and then like plus size. They don't have anywhere in the middle. I think it was episode three. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But I realized I was on Old Navy's website the other day and they do have a middle size. It's like small, large, or no, it's size like 3, 12, 18 or something. So it's nice, nice majority. Is that the right word? I don't know, but. Just covers everybody. Yeah. So shout out to Old Navy. Good job, Old Navy. Way to be inclusive. I'm pretty sure in the episode I mentioned that Old Navy did not do this. So I really did um, mess up their reputation for a bit. Mm. You you said that they did the small and the plus sizes like combined, but you said they didn't have a middle. Yeah. Which is one of the few companies that does that, where you don't have to go somewhere else to go to the plus size section, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But they were just missing the one little thing, and apparently they heard Brandon decided, hey, let's fix it. And they did. Yeah. So that's that's nice. That's kind of an impact we're having on the world. And then the other thing I noticed that I did wrong was last episode we were talking about how I wrote a scholarship based on Hilary Duff lyrics, and I referenced the song. Why not? Yes, I re- referenced the song Why Not, and in reality, it's Wake Up. So I sincerely apologize if anybody caught that. I am a Hilary Duff fan. I just made a mistake, and I am human. She's a fake fan. That's what she's saying. Oh my gosh, don't even. 
I'm very sorry. I literally thought about that during work and I was like, wow, I'm disappointed in myself. So as you should be. Yeah. I'll take the hate. Send it over. <laughs> Just kidding. Please don't. <laughs> you will cry. <laughs> I'm not in a good state right now. Please don't. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are my two um, whoopsies. Well, tying into the scholarship, since it was a study abroad scholarship, we figured we'd just talk about our study abroads because we've both had the opportunity to study abroad. So we figured we would just chat about those for a little bit and our experience with it. Yeah. So I got to go to London and Paris. Mine was only like a week long total. It really wasn't a true study abroad just because... A, couldn't afford it. B, I was a collegiate bowler, so I also couldn't be gone for that long. So their, their season's really long. So yeah, I only did a week. But Alexi, where did you end up going and for how long? Um, I went to Tanzania. Not, um, what's the other place? Tasmania. Tasmania. Yeah, not Tasmania. Everyone thinks Tasmania. That's in Australia. I went to Tanzania in Africa, which is right below Kenya. I was not like every day leading up to it. <laughs> I was there for about a month. It was like five weeks, I think. And then later in that same year, I spent about another month in Germany studying abroad, which was a vastly different experience and not as great. So pros and cons to both trips, but... Germany, I would definitely not want to repeat, where Tanzania, I would go every year if I could. So you regret going on the Germany trip? No, I learned a lot. I mean, I still learned a lot about the culture and the language and what I didn't want my environment to be like, but I don't regret it. It was just I didn't enjoy my time there for most of the trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, tell everyone why. Like, was it the Germans rude? Was it like you couldn't understand? Like, people didn't really speak a lot of English? Was it just, like, bad host situation? It was kind of a combination. I mean, when I was going to Tanzania, I was going with the impression that they didn't really know English. So I was learning a lot of Swahili because that's what they speak there. So I spent a lot of time learning it. And then pretty much everyone that we spoke to spoke English because to get to secondary school, you have to speak English. So... Most of the people we interacted with knew English, so that was surprising. Then I went to Germany trying to learn German, but it was really hard for me, and I kind of relied on the fact that when I got there, hopefully some people would speak English, and then the small town that I ended up living in, pretty much no one spoke English. So they got mad at me when I tried to say, bitte sprechen Sie English, which is like, please speak English. They would get mad and then kind of like, ugh, and then they would just like ignore me. I was like, okay. So... That was my experience. And then I remember one time I was on the bus and all my friends got on and paid and they don't speak German either, but they just had the right amount of money and I couldn't figure out how to tell him where I was going because I lived somewhere else that wasn't near them. So I was trying to figure out how much I owed him and he didn't speak English and I didn't speak German. And so I was just trying to give him money and he wouldn't take the money because he didn't know how much he needed to take. And then I was just trying to say like, take it all. But he wouldn't. So then my friend uh, grabbed her phone, and I didn't have data, but she did. So she grabbed her phone and used like Google Translate so we could figure it out. But I kind of had the same experience when I was in Paris, where a lot of people don't speak English there, or at least my experience. And um, I knew very little French, and that was my bad. But I literally like didn't know all the coins, what they were worth. And, like, you know, to go to the bathroom, you have to pay money for it. Mm. And I would literally just hold out my hand and have them take what they need because I had no idea. And I could have literally just been getting robbed. I had no (laughs) idea because I would just hold out my hand and be like, take what I'm supposed to give you. (laughs) And then they they would take a couple coins here and there. But I've had to do that every time I went to the bathroom. And then sometimes when I bought souvenirs because they didn't speak English or maybe they did and they were like, oh, I'm going (laughs) to screw this girl over. Yeah. Did they call bathrooms their washrooms? Um, I don't know. I should get out my journal. They called them in Germany. They were all labeled WR. I was like, what does that mean? And it stood for water room. Hmm. I thought that was weird. I just remember it was a combined bathroom. Like men and women? Yeah. Oh. And I think it was because one of the bathrooms actually wasn't working. And they oh. had to combine them. 
But I just thought that was a really weird experience where it was like in America, even if one of them didn't work, they would never do that. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, I went to a club that has combined bathrooms. Okay, I guess I'm thinking like a like this was in like a very pub like okay I know a club is a public setting but it was like a restaurant no it was like in the subway like the metro I don't know I just can't see where like thousands of people go there every day I can't see them just opening up to everyone yeah I see what you're saying because like I wasn't used to it so I was a little uncomfortable where like there's just all these guys standing at the urinals and then like I don't know it was just very weird yeah because I'm not used to it but yeah yeah, I didn't take any, like, journal notes while I was in Germany. I was just mostly really sad all the time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, so I got there. I'd been student teaching in the States, and I loved the school I was student teaching in. And my second half of student teaching was being done in Germany. So I left pretty much towards the end of first semester in the States. I left to go to Germany for the rest of the semester. And luckily, my trip got cut short because I was supposed to leave a week sooner, but then it was their school break. So then the school told me there was no point in coming because I would have been doing nothing for a week. Mm. But in my mind, I was like, that sounds pretty great to just be in Germany for a week with nothing to do. Yeah. Um, so then I was delayed a week and then I was supposed to stay an extra week. But I didn't do that because I wanted to walk at graduation, which was the Saturday before I would have gotten back. So I came back early so I could walk at graduation. So my, what should have been seven-week trip got cut to five. And originally I was really sad about that. But now I'm quite happy about that because it was not great. It was fine towards the end. It was mostly just in the beginning. My host family was kind of thrown on me last minute. Like I was supposed to leave in two days. I got an email saying, I hope you like big dogs because they're living with the host family now, not in a dorm. And I was supposed to be like an exchange student at a university where oh. I was supposed to be in a dorm with like a roommate. Or actually, I don't even think they have roommates. I think they're single rooms so now I think about it. But anyways, so I got that email right before I was supposed to leave. And I was kind of hesitant, but... I say, were you anxious? Yeah, just because it was so last minute, like the change. So then I was kind of like, well... This is going to be interesting, but maybe it would be good to be more immersed in the culture. Because, like I said, I'd been trying to learn the language, and I just struggled with it. So I kind of figured maybe being surrounded by it would help. So I was trying to make light of, you know, what was going on. I fly over there, and they pick me up, and we immediately, like, went out to breakfast. But the guy that picked me up was actually, like... This is very confusing. It was, like, my host mom's boyfriend who lived with her. So she wasn't even there to pick me up. It was just him and then, like, my, I guess, kind of, like, liaison Mm. with Grand Valley. So we were on a breakfast, and he speaks, like, no English. So it's just, like, me and her and him, and she's trying to, like, translate between us. And so I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Like, whatever. Then... We get back to the flat, and they, like, show me the room, and I was staying in, like, their daughter's room, because it was last minute for them, too. They didn't know they are going to have a host student, but they had had one in the past, so they're kind of like, yeah, we'll take her. So I was staying in their daughter's room, who was gone on, like, most of the time I was there because she was with her dad. So I was just, like, in this, I think she was, like, eight-year-old girl's room the whole time. And then they had, like, a five-year-old son who spoke no English, but he and I got along great, so it's fine. And then the host mom luckily spoke a little bit, but not great English. So it was just kind of interesting. Like, like you couldn't communicate with anybody, really. right? So then I was just really sad for like the first two weeks because I couldn't talk to the people I lived with. And I'd go to school and most of the kids spoke German. And like I wasn't even teaching like I thought I was going to. The whole setup at the school was way different than it was supposed to be. So I was basically just having to go up to teachers being like, can I come in your classroom today? Like, I wasn't teaching. I was just, like, observing pretty much. Yeah. And my schedule was different every day. So some days I literally just sat in the teacher's lounge for, like, three hours with nothing to do. So I just write notes. <laughs> I should find that notebook because they're depressing. I'm like, I hate my life. <laughs> literally. I was practicing my cursive because I hadn't written, written in cursive in a long time. So literally I was writing full letters in cursive just, like, practice. Because oh I had nothing else to do. I had no internet while I was there. The 
the um, math books were in German. So I was scanning them and rewriting the whole math book in English while I was just sitting there. But I had no clue whose class I was going to teach in. So I was just kind of like, okay. And then finally this one female teacher was like, yeah, you can teach my class. And I was like, oh, thank God. So I got to teach her class a couple times math. And then other than that, I was pretty much teaching English classes. But Did they understand what you were saying? Yeah. Well, because I was teaching in math, I was teaching like the oldest kids, like equivalent of seniors. So they knew English pretty well. And then the English classes I was in, mostly I wasn't like teaching it. They were just asking me questions. Like, they're asking me about the flag. They're like, we, we've heard or we've seen that, like, people fly the U.S. flag everywhere. Is that true? And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, you drive down the road and it's, like, on businesses and it's on houses and whatever. And they just were flabbergasted by that. I thought that was crazy. Interesting. Just because, well, and I asked them because they're like, we would never do that here. So I was like, why not? And they're like, we're just not proud of our history. That's fair. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then I kind of felt like a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. You're like, America yeah. rocks. Your country sucks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's weird to think about, though. Yeah. So then I didn't really start liking Germany until I met other people there who spoke English. Because I was taking classes, like I said, for language. And I was taking culture classes where I was learning about like German heritage and stuff at the university. Mind you, I had to walk like 25 minutes through like a pitch black path to get to school and from university at night by myself. But anyways, besides the point, so I'm, I would, and they all live together. So they all get to like ride the bus together and like walk home together. And I'm walking like 30 minutes by myself being like, okay, bye guys. Hope I don't die. <laughs> Just like Honestly. walking home. So that's where I kind of started meeting friends because we did like a trip to the, um, a trip to the Porsche museum. We did a trip to, where's the other place we went to? went to some like city just like explore and so it's kind of like little field trips with my classmates and that's kind of where I started to make friends with them I met these three kids from Iowa and if it weren't for them I would have literally hated my whole trip because we all obviously spoke fluent English so they all came together but I came by myself so they kind of Mm. adopted me because they're like oh you have no one to speak English with and I was like wow I can speak a normal speed with you guys (laughs) like you just understand me so they kind of adopted me and we started hanging out like every weekend and weeknights. Like I'm on a date and they were worried I died and they were very concerned. And that was really nice that I'd known that for like two weeks and they were like freaking out that they thought I died. Yeah. I mean, I feel like your experience would have been a lot better if you were in a more touristy town. Yeah. If I would have been like in like Berlin. Yeah. If I would have been in like Berlin or something for sure. But because they went to Berlin the weekend before I got there and they said it was like amazing and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um but we just lived in this little, little German town, like in southern Germany. So it was pretty. I was surrounded by mountains. It was pretty sweet. But, yeah, you know. So pretty much every weekend I was going somewhere. And I felt kind of bad. Like the one weekend my host mom was like, do you want to go shopping and wherever? And I was like, oh, I have plans to go there with my friends from the university. And she's like, oh, yeah, do that. Have fun. But I still felt bad saying no because she was trying to like make an right. effort. But then I was like can barely talk to you <laughs> so i felt really bad that we ended up going to the city that they were also going to but we just like didn't see them i kind of felt bad but i don't know it was a very like anxiety filled time like i just didn't know what was going on and like there were days where the bus schedule would change and i wouldn't be aware of it and then i'd have like no ride to go anywhere so, like, the one time I got stranded, like, midnight, and I had to call my host mom, like, will you please come pick me up? Because I have no way. Like, I had to yeah. walk, like, 45 minutes to get home. Um, there was a day I had to walk from my friend's dorm home because the buses weren't running anymore. So, it was, like, midnight, and I had to map out before I left the dorm where I was going when I had internet, and then just, like, hope to God I made it to the right place. Dang. Yeah. It was... I mean, I definitely learned a lot. Like, it teaches you a lot of life skills, just being stuck in a country where no one speaks your language, and you just have to, like... And you have no internet to do anything, and it's just like, okay, figure it out. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you learn a lot about yourself and a lot about how to manage life, and then you come back here, and you're like, wow, it's pretty easy. I just have my own car, and I just go wherever I want. Honestly. But, yeah, so once I met them and became friends with them, it was a much more enjoyable experience. I remember my last night, uh, we all went to, like, a winter market. We drank a bunch of glue vine. And we were dancing, talking to some random people. It was a great time. Started hitting all the winter markets because those things are open every day. 
So if it's a weekday and you have nothing to do in the wintertime in Germany, it's like, well, guess we're going to the Christmas market. And then you just go. That's fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I did miss that a lot about when I came back because we don't have those here. You have Bronner's. That's I've never been thing. there. No. <laughs> <laughs> the pause. <laughs> yeah, so that was Germany. Brent and I just took a break to try to find our journals from our time abroad. I couldn't find anything from Germany except for a bunch of my notes I'd taken in classes and stuff. And then my Tanzania journal is somewhere on my hard drive. So I can try to find it. But Bryn found hers. So Bryn's going to share some of the fun details that she found. I'm just remembering things that I completely forgotten. And I was there in 2019, so it really wasn't that long. But yeah, I went to London and Paris. And apparently in London, it's or maybe it's just all Europe. I don't know. But we heard that it's common for your dogs to look like the owners. And so in one day we counted 15 dogs look like their owners. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Also in London, we went to Burberry, 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 Burberry. Okay. We went to Burberry (laughs) and they have like security guards and shit. Like it's crazy because they, you know, have a lot of expensive stuff there and we asked them what's the most expensive thing and so they said they can show us it and it was in like a private room and it was an eighty-five thousand pound jacket made of alligator skin oh isn't that God. crazy <laughs> how many pounds Eighty-five thousand. Eighty-five thousand. yeah holy cow that's um, crazy Yeah, it really was. I wrote in here, people here do not know what a drinking slash water fountain is. (laughs) (laughs) I just like how I said people here. Yeah, people here. Um, I also learned that pounds is also called quid. And the whole time I thought they were saying squid. I was like, so like, what? (laughs) So I literally wrote, pounds is also called quid, not squid. And sterling, not silver. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so dumb. That but is so funny. London was literally so fun. And I don't know. I feel confident going back there without a tour guide. It also obviously helps that people speak the same language there. Yeah. But everyone was just so friendly. Like they were so excited to meet Americans. Yeah. Um, all of the pubs were so fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to go back. If people haven't been to London, or I guess most of Europe, I think, has this. But basically, when you're in the tube or the metro or the subway, whatever they call it, you have to tap in and out when you're making stops. So in London, it was like, tap your card once when you're about to go on a line, but then you have to make sure when you get off to tap it again. You have to find the machine to tap your card again. Otherwise... It thinks that you keep going on all of these lines continuously. So I forgot to tap my card out. So it's been racking up all this money. And when we had to go home, it wasn't working. So then I had to find our tour guide to help me find someone else to put money on my card because I didn't know how to do it or what was going on. That was just wild. Like if you didn't have a tour guide, I feel like I wouldn't know Mm -hmm. that you had to do that. I learned McDonald's. In London, they call it mayo chicken instead of McChicken. Mayo chicken? Yeah. They also, they love mayo. Like, in Paris and London, like, you have mayo with your fries. And in Paris, they don't even have ketchup sometimes. I was like, this is disgusting. I'm not going to eat mayo with my fries. Yeah, that's gross. Well, to us, it's gross, but... I have riding a pickup truck is non-existent here. (laughs) (laughs) No pickup trucks in Paris. Or in London, I mean. Uh, That's funny. I just found my blog from Tanzania. Oh, gosh. Not my personal journal, but the one I had to write for class. I will say that while I didn't enjoy my Germany study abroad as much, I did love Tanzania. I would talk about it forever. I she won't. does talk about it for forever. I don't talk about it as often anymore. That's true. I think it also helps that we see each other every day now. Yeah. But even a lot of students don't realize that I went abroad, even though I told all of them on the first day, because they just don't listen. Yeah. When I say, like, oh, no, I was in Tanzania, and they're like, you were in Tanzania? And then I have to re-explain the whole thing all over again. Hmm. So, 
I don't talk about it that much. Otherwise, they would know. And they'd be like, stop talking about it. In Paris, so... Yeah, I spent three days in London, two days in Paris, I think. Originally, I was really bummed that we didn't get as many days in Paris because I was so excited for Paris, all of the art and the architecture, because I took so many art history classes and was an art major. But London ended up being super fun and like would go back in a heartbeat. Paris, I think, is just difficult because French people are just mean if you don't know French. Mm-hmm. And... No offense to all the French listeners out there, but I can't learn your language. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> but um, I wrote in here that we were trying to get on the metro and I was going with a group of like three other girls and I said that she lost her ticket, but we found a few extra on the ground and one worked. <laughs> remember now just like seven tickets just on the ground we all picked it up and we're like just put it in the machine see if it works and one did so so funny funny. um then i said we ended up getting on the wrong metro got off asked a cute boy for help who told us to get on line a or ah (laughs) he didn't know how to pronounce it So he said to get on line A or A until a different stop. But once we got on the metro, we saw a stop that looked familiar. So we asked a lady beside us who said we should have got off at that stop and to get off at the next one. So we got off, but then a girl that we, like an American we were riding with, had a feeling to get back on. So we got back on, asked another person because we needed help, and they said we should have still gotten off at that time. And it was just literally a roller coaster. Um, so we ended up getting off because at this point we we're going too far. We need to get off to then go the other way to go back to our. Mm. I did that in Germany. Yeah. yeah. So we got off. I said we ended up in a weird metro stop with graffiti all over. Little sketchy. <laughs> Very sketchy. It was so. There was like no one there. Like there was a couple guys that were really creepy. Like, very weird feelings. Yeah. So I said, we took it and went to the right stop, exited wrong. We saw the beautiful skyscraper city, which you think, like, Paris, you think, like, architecture, old school. But, like, a little ways away, it's, like, downtown Detroit. Like, it's, like, huge buildings. Like, very gorgeous. Um, But was super sketchy when we walked into a dark alley with no one nearby. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, at one point, one of the girls we were walking with made a joke about how we were going to get kidnapped. And all of a sudden, a car speeds up right beside us, then turns hard right. Our hearts literally dropped. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, we kept walking, and a few minutes later, a car drives by, then all of a sudden reverses towards us. We huddled closer together. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, I go... We arrived back to our hotel after asking five people for directions, five wrong metros, plus two miles of walking and two hours of wondering how to get back to the hotel. The day finished at midnight. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just like how I was like, we huddled together and then we just got home. (laughs) No in between. We just stood there and we clicked our heels and we were home. It's crazy because I haven't read this like blog since i was writing it probably in tanzania my whole first one was just about like the main differences between like tanzania and the u.s which there's a lot of differences i learned over the course of the the trip but i started by saying there's so many small differences i'm like those were not small differences (laughs) honey those are big differences for example like one of the minor ones like people just say hi to you all the time on the street just like anybody which makes you feel a lot more welcome however they typically say Jumbo, even though there's technically like most people say like Ujumbo and you would respond to see Jumbo. But since they see your white, they assume you don't know that. So they'll just say Jumbo and then you say Jumbo. But there is a way where they say Mambo and if you say Poa. Mambo number five? That Mambo, yes, but oh, not yeah. from, you know. <laughs> um, but if they say Mambo and you say Poa, they are just like amazed. Like they feel like you know the whole language. They're just like, oh my gosh, I'm Dang. so shocked you know that. And it's like, that's one word. <laughs> Like, as long as you knew the response. So I was just shocked when we knew that. And then the driving there is crazy. There are, like, no laws. Except we did get speeding tickets. We do not know how they caught us that we were speeding. Interesting. Yeah. And you sit the, like, Europe, it's opposite. Because 
Tanzania used to be a British country. So they drive on the left side of the road and then you sit on the right side if you're driving. So I remember one day they pulled up to pick us up from school and I was like, Joel, why are you driving? He's like, I'm not. And I realized he's in the passenger seat, which Mm -hmm. is our driver's seat. Mm -hmm. And then there's like this giant, I remember there's this giant hole we saw on the way to school every single day. And every day we'd have to go off the road behind some house to like get around this giant hole in the road. And then by the time we were leaving, it was fixed. And we were like, wow. We like saw the whole thing. Yeah, it was just like a hole in the road, like giant. It wasn't like a pothole. It was like a ginormous hole. Interesting. Because the roads are all dirt, and it was literally just like a giant hole with like you could see the pipe that ran underneath the road. Hmm. And so every day we were like, "What's the update on the hole?" And then when we were leaving, it was like fixed. We were like, "Wow, we like really saw it through." There's also this fruit lady. Um, she was my breaking point of the trip because we saw this lady like on the way to school every day, on the way home from school every day. And we always said hi, just waved. We saw her in passing every day. Our last day at the school, we, like, went, and our school threw us this huge party. Like, got us a cake with these candles that when you lit them, it was, like, a firework. Like, yeah, it was crazy. And they made this huge cake for us. They spelled all of our names wrong, but it's about (laughs) that counts. And they, like, called all the teachers out of class because they can just do that. And the kids just did whatever they were doing. I don't know. And all the teachers in the, like, teacher's lounge with us. And we just did this, like, huge going away party. They did, like, a volleyball game for us and stuff. It was super cool. And on the way home... My friend Danielle and I were like, where's the fruit lady? It was like the one day she wasn't out there. And that was the first time I cried because we were leaving. We just sobbed in the car because the fruit lady was in there. Like I was holding together so well. And then we look and she wasn't there. And Danielle and I looked at each other like, she's not there. And we just started sobbing. And that was my breaking point of the first time I cried that we were leaving. Was the fruit lady. We didn't get to say goodbye. It was tragic. I know if I would have stayed, because you were there for a month, right? Yeah. I know if I would have stayed in London for a month, I for sure would have cried leaving because it was like everybody was just so friendly and like yeah. it felt like home, honestly. Yeah. Like, we were missing home a lot. It was, they showed us like this graph before we left and they're like, this is how you're going to feel over the first trip. And we didn't really like believe them, but it was pretty accurate. Like it's like you get there and you're really excited and then it's like towards the middle, you're just kind of like, oh, I really miss home. And then as you get closer to leaving, it's like, oh, I don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much exactly what it was like. We... Got there, and we all really excited. I mean, it was like a 41-hour travel to get there, and we didn't sleep at all. Well, I didn't sleep at all because I couldn't because it was just, like, weird timing for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like 41 hours to get there with no sleep. Then I didn't really have – what's the word? What are you looking for? Jet lag. Mm. There it is. I didn't really have jet lag going there, but coming back, I had major jet lag because um, they're, like, a seven-hour time difference, like, ahead. So if it's, like, 9.30 here, it'd be – 4 30 in the morning there i remember we um like got there and then kind of like met everybody so when we got there we were all really excited and we like took this walk i got hit by a car um in the road it wasn't that bad and it just like nudged me a little um <laughs> but <laughs> i was like walking down the road and since the cars are so wild there it literally just kind of like hit me and i was like oh and then I moved <laughs> like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have typical midwestern oh came out um but I remember being really excited, and then we climbed Killy, like, the first weekend. The next weekend, we went on safari, and that was, like, in the middle of the trip, so we all were really excited for the safari, because, obviously, you're going on safari in the Serengeti, like, it doesn't get much cooler than that. Mm-hmm. So then after that, we all kind of hit our lull, just like, okay, now we want to go home. Because, like, mm-hmm. the safari was the main thing we were all really, really excited for. Like, obviously, we wanted to teach. We wanted to do all these things. Well, and it was, like, the climax of the trip. Right, and like... it was, like, in the middle, so mm-hmm. then it's, like... Okay, well, now we just have two more weeks. Like, we went camping, like, the next weekend, and that was fun, but it's not a safari, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's kind of when we started hitting our lull of, like, okay, safari's over. We just kind of want to go home. We miss our American snacks, our American food. And then it was pretty much, like, the last week when we started having to say goodbye to everyone that we'd known for, like, a month. Like, our drivers drove us to and from school every day, and they drove us to Killing, and they drove us on the safari. So we were literally with these people every single day. And we became such close friends with them. And I remember saying goodbye to Humisi. I cried <laughs> because we were with him every day. And then we had to say goodbye. And I was unfortunately like, I'll probably never see you again. Yeah. And I've talked to some of them since. But I obviously haven't seen them because it's expensive to go back. Um, so it's just, you know, like we were all ready to go home. But then you form such close bonds with these people. And even my classmates, like there were 27 of us and three teachers on the trip. Like, we spend every single day together. So, leaving each other, it's like you're leaving, like, your second family. Mm-hmm. You know? So, 
It's like when people are on Love Island. Yeah. They're sick true. of family. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you spend every single day with them. And then, like, the stuff we had to go through together, like, we had to deal with illnesses together, broken ankles, people getting sick on the mountain, just carrying each other down, ginormous bugs, getting almost attacked by animals. Like, you you know, you're dealing with stuff where your life is on the line, and you really bond with those people. You're just <laughs> like, a 20-something going through something. Literally. I'm like, God. Because I'm... I was, what, 22, I think, when I... No, I was 21 when I went there. Yeah. So I was just a 21-year-old floundering through life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Africa. Down in Africa. <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't trade it for anything, but it was definitely hard to leave. And then when I got home, it was really hard to adjust to back to life here. When I got back, I remember it was Pride Month, and in Tanzania, that's not a thing. So I remember being at the mall with Bryn, and I freaked out that there was a pride flag in the window. I don't know if you remember that, but I, I do remember. not remember that. We were walking in a mall <laughs> near us, and there was a pride flag in the window, and I remember being like, they can't have that up. And you were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I just kept saying, they can't have that hanging. They're going to get arrested. Like, they can't have that. And you were just really confused because you're like, what are you talking about? And then I realized I'm in the U.S., and we can have that here. Hmm. I must have just chalked that up to, you're crazy again. <laughs> Nothing I, new. I just remember it so vividly because it was like the first moment where I had culture shock in the U.S. Because I wasn't in Tanzania anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. So it was weird that I was back where I grew up and where I'd known my whole life to be. And then I had culture shock. Yeah. It was crazy. A comment I want to make about France is, I mean, this is counter around Europe, but that water costs money. And I just want to know why is wine cheaper than water? Like I'm in full <laughs> support of that, but why? Yeah. Because I was so dehydrated in France. Like we walked so many miles and we end up, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. It's like Montmartre. It's like the tallest hill in France. And it was literally excruciating. My feet have never hurt so bad. Have you climbed and, Mount Kilimanjaro? <laughs> I mean, no. I know that it's not the same thing, but I wasn't prepared for it, basically. Yeah, I and I had no water on me. I had nothing on me. The only thing I ate that day was, like, chocolate gelato mm. or ice cream or whatever Yum. and, like, very dehydrating type of thing. Like, it's not – it wasn't, like, a fresh milk chocolate. It was, like, a dark – chocolate uh, yeah and so i really just wanted an ice cold water but it was four euro and i was like i'm not paying that <laughs> i will pay like two euro for a glass of yeah. wine it wasn't good we got really drunk one night in paris <laughs> that was so fun not the night that we got lost oh, that's good. but i <laughs> remember in my journal we had this was like mandatory for my class we had to write a journal and oh. then share with them like what we learned yeah and I wanted to put in there that we got drunk, so I'd always remember it, but I was like, I can't do that. My teachers are going to read this. So I put, we had some wine. That was the highlight of the night. (laughs) (laughs) so funny. But I don't know. What what foods did you have in, I guess, both Tanzania and Germany? Because when I was in, obviously, London, lots of fish and chips, so good. But then Paris, I had duck, which was really good. First time I've ever had duck, which I love ducks, so it kind of makes me sad. But it was so good, and yeah, no complaints, I guess. Um, <laughs> and chicken, and I don't know, really good food. Germany was more kind of what we traditionally eat in America. Just like lots of variety of food, like German, Chinese, Greek, whatever. But it was all super good. Um, I had a lot of schnitzel which was delicious i had a lot of pretzels which are also delicious which is like in america what we know to be a soft pretzel but theirs are so much better than ours and that was my breakfast like all of the time and anytime i was traveling because it was in an airport is that a normal breakfast for them Mm -hmm. or did you just make it into no it was a normal (laughs) breakfast for them i would also have ham sandwiches for breakfast which in germany is normal because they eat meat sandwiches for breakfast so i fit in there well the amount of Nutella croissants I had was so bad. I would literally stuff like three, like it was smaller croissants, but it was like three Nutella croissants. And then you don't have like eggs there really. It's like all meat and mm. like crackers and like that type of yeah. stuff. So it was just like 
a charcuterie board and breakfast <laughs> with croissants and chocolate. Yeah, when I was in Germany, they didn't really cook that much. So I was just kind of fending for myself all the time. So I ended up finding this pizza place that someone else told me about. And it was so good. It was called Pizza Vanti. And it's super delicious. Better than Sabero? Mm, no, the best pizza I've ever had is still in Tanzania. George's. If you know, you know. Best pizza I've ever had in my life. It's wood burned. And I don't know if it's like that the ingredients are all fresh or what, but it's literally the best pizza I've ever had in my life. Hmm. And we ate it every Friday. And I remember my last George's trip. I also was really sad. Did you cry? Almost. But it was also the night I gave my number to those boys. Hmm. So I remember we were sitting at the table and obviously our whole group's like 30 people. And there were two boys that were wearing Texas A&M shirts. And so I knew they were probably American. And I heard them talking and they had the accent. I was like, oh, I'm going to definitely get my number to one of those guys. And one of my friends was like, you're giving your number to them? I was like, yeah, why not? Like, who cares? We'll probably never see them again. Whatever. So after me saying I was going to do I just teacher things, I had a sticky note in my jacket. So I took that out. I took out a pen and I wrote my number. And I wrote, like, my WhatsApp number. And I think I wrote my Facebook name so that way they could find me. And so I'm telling the whole, like, end of the table I was sitting at that I'm going to do this. And then finally my friend is like, I'm going to give my number to the other one. I was like, yeah, do it. Like, whatever. More power to you. So she writes her number down on a sticky note. And then as we were leaving, because I didn't want it to be obvious to my professors what was going on. So kind of as we were leaving, we were, like, the last ones. And I just walked up to the one guy and I just said, like, hey, I'm not sure what your relationship status is, but if you're single, hit me up. And I gave him a sticky note and he kind of, like, smiled and laughed. And my friend just goes... What she said and hands hers to the other Oh guy. my gosh. <laughs> so we walk out and everyone is just laughing and they're all amazed. Like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, who cares? I'm probably never going to see them again. Yeah. Whatever. So it starts to slowly spread through the group that this happened because people are just amazed that apparently this happened. And my professor the next day kind of said something about it. And I was like, well, I didn't want you to be mad. So I didn't say anything to you. She's like, I would have let you go sit with them and, like, talk to them and hang out and have dinner. And I was like, well, I don't want to interrupt, like, the group. She's like, no, I would have encouraged that. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. So I was bummed I missed my chance, potentially, with those cute boys. Yeah. That I met in Africa who were from Texas. I think that, I mean, I could talk about Tanzania all day. So if you guys have questions about study abroad stuff, we'd both be willing to answer, I think, mm-hmm. in our experience, our worldly experience that we have. Basically, if you have the opportunity, do it. You won't regret it, hopefully. And I always (laughs) thought I wouldn't be able to afford it, but you make it work. Yeah. So, and my one study abroad covered like three separate classes for me. So do it. Yeah. I wish I was able to do a study abroad that was a full semester. I think that really would have like changed, I don't know, changed my life. Just like an outlook on things. Yeah. But I just, I couldn't do it and it is really expensive but obviously, you know, like you're also working on classes there, so it, it's not like you're just taking a, a semester off. But yeah. when I went, it was after school, like we already graduated and then we went. So, or no, I don't know. It was sometime around graduation and it was, I luckily didn't have to worry about any homework, but yeah. Except for a journal. Except for the journal. I remember complaining about it because we wouldn't get back to the hotel until like midnight and we were exhausted yeah. and I just wanted to go to bed and I also wanted to post on Instagram and like all the <laughs> stuff I want to do because we took so many cute photos, but I'm really glad that we ended up having to do that because yeah, there's things that I don't remember that yeah. I'm glad I have it written down, so. Maybe we'll have to do for that this episode for the Instagram. We'll have to put some more pictures from our trips. Yeah. I don't have many from Germany that are cool, but Disney had a lot of cool ones. <laughs> Germany was just a building, so. To wrap up our episode today, we just wanted to go through the form submission, so here's one of the questions that we received. Hi, Alexi and Bryn. I'm heading into my freshman year of college, and I'm thinking about going blind with a college roommate. So I was just wondering what advice you might have for me. Ooh, that's always scary. Yeah. I think we, we, you went in blind too, right? I did, yeah. Yeah. So we both went in blind with our roommates. So I think we can both discuss this fairly well. But Bryn lived in, you lived in a similar setup to me, right? Where it's like the four rooms, you have a kitchen. Oh no, girl. You do not remember my college experience. Well, I never saw your dorm or anything. I didn't go to your school except for the one time, I think. Fresh. Like I only year. saw your place once. So my college was built in like the 1800s and they've done literally no upgrades in these dorms. Oh. 
(laughs) Like, it's insane. Like, when my mom, when we toured, my mom was like, thought I was crazy that I wanted to go to the school after seeing the dorms. Because, well, there's no AC, and then... (laughs) There's no AC? And you're literally... So our kitchen is, is a pretty small kitchen, but that was our whole dorm room, and that fit two people. Oh, my. And, um... There was also, like, pipes throughout the room. It was just so old that they didn't, like, cover the pipes up. Oh, my god! So if you had your bed fully bunked up, you would could accidentally hit your head on the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> We've learned the hard way. We ended up figuring out a way to half bunk it. So um, but the way it was set up was you shared a room, very small room, with another roommate. And then the room next to you also shared a room there's two people and then you all shared a bathroom so it's four girls yeah Yeah. four girls one bathroom two sinks one shower it was crazy the amount of toilet paper we went through was fucking insane (laughs) um but it wasn't until like sophomore year we got into a little bigger room i still had a roommate didn't have my own room and junior and senior year i finally had my own room yeah but that's the only apartment i saw of yours or only place i saw of yours yeah so I didn't know the rest, but I ended up going. So I decided my college really late, like decision day for college is May 4th. And I decided at least a week or two after that, where I was going, I just kind of applied to a bunch of places. I mentioned this last episode, but I pretty much just applied to a lot of places and decided later where I was going. So by the time I figured out where I wanted to go and I went through orientation, I had a friend whose mom worked at the school and she said she had an in in housing committee wow. or whatever. Um, so I reached out to them and they ended up getting, because I used to be a really picky eater and I'm still kind of picky, but not nearly as bad. So I didn't want a meal plan and I was kind of like, where can I live where I don't need a meal plan? So they were like, well, we have this one room in the women in science and engineering building. So it's an apartment. There's four bedrooms, two bathrooms, kitchen, living room. And I was like, yep, sign me up. So I lived there with um, no meal plan or anything. Mm-hmm. But I also never cooked anything in that kitchen except for mac and cheese. So. <laughs> Still does that to this day. Yep. I do remember there was one day when one of my roommates made chicken alfredo for all of us. It was the only time we all had dinner together, though, because then everything started falling apart after that. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> but I went in blind with four roommates, as Bryn did. And of those four, I still talk to, like, three of us still talk. There was one who we had to outcast. <laughs> or... It's like you're on Survivor, just like we voted you off. Well, we had a lot of issues with her that started really small and then slowly got bigger until we almost had to call the cops. So, dang. And that was only October. <laughs> we still had the rest of the year. Jeez. Basically, it was three of us who pretty much, we didn't party, we didn't go out and do that stuff, we just hung out at home with our friends or went and played cards or whatever. Like, we didn't go out. She liked to go out with all of her friends and, you know, party and do whatever. So she decided that her friend was going to come visit, who was a guy, and he was going to just come visit and stay the night. So we were all like, okay, cool, whatever. But then a couple days before, it turns out that not only her friend was coming, but he was bringing three friends. Mm. And... One of our roommates was going to be gone. So we're like, okay, well, looking at the stats, there's three girls, four guys, two of us don't know any of these guys, and she knows one of these guys. And our doors wouldn't lock unless you were in them. So, like, if we wanted to leave when they were home, they could have just walked into our rooms because they didn't lock from the outside. Mm -hmm. So we ultimately said, no, (laughs) like, you can't bring these four random people into our apartment to stay the night like oh my gosh i didn't no. know this yes yeah, so, i could see how this could cause a fight though like, i could see both yeah. sides because i'm like okay i get you want your friend to stay here if your friend wants to stay we already said that's fine but he can't bring us three random friends who we don't know and mind you our rooms aren't that big like it fits a bed and a desk and like there's a small closet and there's room on the floor for maybe one person. So I'm like, where are these four guys even asleep? Like, are you expecting them to sleep in the living room? Are they all squeezing into your room somehow? Like, mm. what is the expectation? So pretty much at first, I was kind of like, yeah, cool, whatever. Because I didn't really think about it. And I was just like, I didn't want to cause a rift. So I was like, okay, sure, whatever. 
But then my other roommate was uncomfortable with it. And she's like, I don't want this to happen. So I was like, all right, if you're uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable. We'll tell her no. So my, again, the other roommate was gone. She was like at a different school for the weekend visiting friends. So it was just me and one of our roommates. And then the third, we'll call her Ashley. Ashley's the roommate bringing the guys over. So me and Jennifer, were, that's my roommate that I'm siding with. So Jennifer and I go talk to Ashley like, listen, we, her, she had a friend over, but we didn't know the friend was over. And it's not one of the guy friends. It's just a separate friend who was a girl. We actually liked this friend. She was cool. But she happened to be in her room and we didn't know. So we call Ashley into the kitchen and Jennifer and I are just kind of like, hey, so we're not really super comfortable with you bringing all these guys over. Really sorry, but we want to let you know before they come so that way they can make other arrangements. How far in advance was this? A couple days. Okay. But she only told us a couple days in advance, too. Like, it was the same day from when she told us to when we confronted her. So, we're just kind of like, we're not really comfortable with it. We just want to let you know, like, as soon as possible so they could find other arrangements for the night. Because it was for, like, Halloween weekend or something. So, she got really mad and was like, no, they're staying here. Like, I'm not going to tell my friend they can't stay here. And we're like, well, your friend can stay here. But the three guys that you don't know and we don't know can't stay here so then she got really mad she's like well i'm not gonna tell him blah 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 blah, whatever and then she like storms into her room really angry and then we didn't know her friend was home which ended up being an issue later she's like you're embarrassing me in front of my friend whatever and like we didn't intentionally do that we didn't know she was here like we we were just trying to tell you what we felt comfortable with so then she made the whole point of saying nope they're still coming so then me and jennifer leave the apartment because jennifer is still frustrated she's crying and so we leave to go to the lobby and call one of our other friends. We're like, we're just going to go to the movies and like, whatever. And Jennifer told her parents about the whole situation. And her parents like, we're driving over from, they live three hours away. And like, oh we're driving gosh. there right now. And I was like, please don't do that because we are adults. Like, we need to figure out how to deal with these things on our own. Instead of just having our parents come save us all the time. So then Jennifer was like, no, just stay home. We'll figure it out. And then she was like, I'll call the cops if I have to, like whatever and I was like I mean if it gets to the point where she brings them home like yeah we can call the cops but like let's not call the cops if nothing's even happening yet like Mm -hmm. we don't even know for sure that she's gonna bring them home so then we're texting the roommate who's gone and we're like dude you are missing all this (laughs) like there's a lot going down right now and I pretty much texted her and was like so when you get home just know there's gonna be some (laughs) friction amongst the group and she's like oh no what's happening so basically what ended up happening was Ashley did not end up sleeping at our place at all that night we have no clue where she went. We have no clue what happened to the guys, but none of them were at our place. <laughs> so, but then obviously since there was the whole tension, it caused issues for the remainder of the school year where it just kind of kept building and she would tweet about us and, you know, yada, yada. I like you're like, I don't have much to talk about. And you just <laughs> kept going. Well, because then you were like, oh, I didn't know this. So I was like, well, now I feel like I have to tell the whole story. Oh. Yeah. I thought I've told you that because she was crazy, kind of. So it can be risky going in blind with roommates, but. In general, I've lived with four separate people, and I'm still on good terms with three of the four. She's the only one that I don't keep in contact with. Yeah, and I went in blind, and the first two years were great. We were, like, literally best friends, but, I don't know, going into junior year, she had an internship that was in a different state, really far away. We didn't really keep up. She being one of the roommates that you were Yeah, my to? my roommate that was, yeah, my blind roommate. So that was a little hard, but like, I don't know. I was just like, this is a friendship where we don't have to talk every week. Like, it's fine. We've lived together for like eight months straight or however. Like, mm-hmm. we're fine. And then when we moved in junior year, it was just so awkward. And I didn't really know why. And there was just all of a sudden, like, she wouldn't want to hang out with us so I stopped inviting her to things and she would be really loud like she always had late classes but then the rest of us there's four people living in the apartment the three of us had really early classes so we'd go to bed early and she would just like shut the door really hard she would start her bread machine to make buns yeah to make rolls (laughs) and like literally oh my gosh i have a picture i need to find it It literally she would just decide to make bread randomly like it was so weird it smelled amazing in our apartment (laughs) but she would just we had one small dining room table for the four of us Mm -hmm. 
literally she would prep it before she goes to bed but then wouldn't do it until the afternoon the next day so there would just be flour all over our dining room (laughs) table so I couldn't use the the table (laughs) and I remember just walking out of my room at like 6 a.m and like seeing this flour table I was like what the heck (laughs) it was just so weird or she wouldn't keep us up to date like something was wrong with her closet in her apartment i don't know it was a school-owned apartment so i was like what are you changing in this apartment Mm. and apparently there was these contractors that were in her room fixing her closet (laughs) adding more shelves shelves yeah it was insane this is also at 8 a.m in the morning and i was just so mad there was passive aggressive sticky notes everywhere of like um don't turn the thermostat below i want to say it was don't you guys pay for it no (laughs) (laughs) no she said don't turn it higher than 70 maybe it was because she was like it gets really humid in my room and i'm like what (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know it was just insane and so in the end i just didn't care i kept turning it down or turning it high whatever it was that would annoy her because i was like i am i was either really cold or dying of heat like i don't know it was so weird i'm like if you're hot, turn a fan on. Like, I'm freezing right. to death or, I don't know, right. something. And then we ended up having to have a, our, like, RA came in, was trying was to sort like it out. Yes, we had oh. a mediation. First RA sucked. She was horrible. She was a bitch. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> Everybody hated her. Oh and she was just taking her side, not letting us hear it out because my roommate, who my blind roommate, like reached out to her first so she got the full side of her story first and mm-hmm. wouldn't let the three of us talk she mm-hmm. just kept siding with her and i was like screw this and we also got an email from our ra being like you have a mandatory meeting at 8 p.m and i literally got the notice a day prior i'm like what if i have class right what if i have like a six bowling? to nine you can't get out of yeah, and like I think week. I think she was like, I got a copy of your of your class schedules, and I know that you don't have class. But what I'm if like, you had a club meeting or bowling. Well, like, right, I'm so like, what if I had bowling? Like, or if you work, I'm not <laughs> right. Like, it was insane. Wow. So then we were just pissed off at my blind roommate, being like, How dare you? Like, if you have a problem, talk to us and be like, I want to do a mediation. Tell me your schedule. So that yeah. would have been a lot healthier. Right. So after that happened, we were like, Screw this. So then we got the head of like um housing housing informed yeah and so then he had a mediation so we were all wow. sat in like a conference room talking it out and whenever like i get anxious i shake like a chihuahua like i'm not <laughs> even kidding like it just stresses me out and then i also just cry because mm. i'm just a very me too <laughs> very emotional person and i remember like, there was me and then my two other roommates, perfectly fine together. We're still great friends. Um, and then my blind roommate, who was, I don't know what was going on with her, and then our mediator. And so me and my blind roommate are across from each other. And I was like, what happened to us? Like, literally, I have no idea what changed. And she said, you forgot my birthday. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> And gosh. the thing is... As I didn't really forget her birthday because I just, I messed up the day by two days. I had it in my phone on the wrong day. She didn't have it on Facebook. Mm. I literally couldn't remember. I had it in my phone. I had a, I scheduled a post on Instagram because that was during the time where Mm. you would always post about your friends. I scheduled a post for it to go out on that day, the day I was ended up scheduling it and like getting it ready was actually her birthday, but I didn't know that. Oh. So I posted it two days later and like, I don't know, she didn't comment on it, but then I saw a comment from her good old sister who was like, oh, I have the screenshots, but <laughs> she said something like, wow, you forgot your friend's birthday. Like what a great friend. Like, literally, it was so rude. Yeah. So I deleted the post. Like, I was, like, I was just trying to do a a good thing. Like, I'm sorry for messing it up. Like, it was more like I literally forgot it by two days, but I didn't really forget about your birthday. It was like I just messed up the date. Yeah. And that ruined the friendship, apparently. That's crazy. And it's like, I get it. Like, I think birthdays are – they're not, like – 
the biggest thing in the world, but they are important. And like I've felt feeling forgotten on a birthday before and it's not a good feeling. Mm. But I don't know. Like I apologize. I told her in that meeting, I was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize this was going to literally wreck our friendship. Like I apologize and it wasn't enough for her. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like that's how you want to be. She ended up moving out and going to a different apartment we've never talked Mm. since then she blocked me on everything because i forgot her fucking birthday so if you're gonna learn anything don't forget someone's birthday because apparently that ruins friendships holy cow (laughs) wow plus i'm like okay i don't know i guess people have different views on birthdays i just don't really care about them like i'll wish someone a happy birthday because it means something to them but like people don't wish me happy birthday i'm not ruining a friendship over it like i think it depends like you know, like, if you didn't wish me a happy birthday, I'd be a little sad because I'm, like, we've known each other my whole life. Am I expecting you to go wild and post about something and all that? No. But I'm, like, if you don't text me happy birthday, I'd be a little sad. I mean, one of my best friends didn't text me happy birthday on my birthday. And I'm, like, okay. She texted me a couple days later. I was, like, sorry. And I was, like, it's fine. Whatever. I mean, yeah. That's just, like, like, month later. <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't care. It's, like, okay. My birthday is just another day. I just happen to turn older. Like, yeah. I don't know. But obviously everyone views it differently. Some people think birthdays are the best thing ever. So. Well, and I think the difference is like, I apologize. When I right. found out that was the problem, I reached out to her and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I really didn't forget it. I just got the date wrong. And I don't know. It was just so weird. That's weird. So I hope she's doing well. But um, it's karma if you forget a birthday. So... <laughs> Yeah, the girl that I lived with who we no longer talk to is doing well, so. We are still friends on something. I don't remember what, but there is some social media I didn't get blocked on. So I see her updates on there every once in a while. I would never wish any ill intent mm-hmm. on anyone, so I'm, I'm glad that she's doing well. Even though our, our personalities didn't quite click, I'm glad she's doing well for herself, so. Yeah, I mean, we're not trying to scare you with roommates. like Because no. we ended up have, finding really good friends from these blind roommates. Yeah, like I said, I still talk to... I mean, I get along with three of my four. The one I don't usually talk to anymore. But the two I still talk to almost every day. And I visit them and they visit me. And, you know, it's... We're... What year is it? 2023? We're four years out of college now? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> I guess technically for me, I'm three years out because I graduated in December. But I still talk to all the same people who I met, like, welcome week of freshman year. So while there can be scary things, you learn a lot from them. Like, now I'm not afraid to confront somebody who I may disagree with. I'm just saying, like, hey, I don't really agree with you. Or can you change this? Or... Can we come to some compromise on this thing? Yeah. Or I never leave passive-aggressive sticky notes everywhere. If, oh, yeah. If I use sticky notes, they're usually words of encouragement. I literally have three <laughs> sticky notes on my mirror, words of encouragement right now, because <laughs> I need it. Ben wrote me a sticky note when I was sick and said, I miss you, and then put it on my door. Yeah. That's nice, yeah. So there's a lot of things you learn. But yeah, I have a friend that was blind she wasn't really like a roommate but she was down the hall for me and she was like my twin when we met it was like instant connection i don't know very weird and Mm -hmm. i was in her wedding and so i don't regret it because you learn a lot so i wouldn't be super scared but yeah well and i mean i didn't go into college knowing anybody that i'm friends with now like they all were either in the same building as me or the same classes as me or whatever but People I still talk to from college I didn't even know in high school. So whenever I'm talking to students, I always encourage them to room with people they don't know. Yeah. So they don't listen half the time. They think they know better. But I'm like, listen, it's nice to get out of your your group. You learn a lot Mm -hmm. more that way. If you stick with the same people your whole life, then you don't learn anything. Mm -hmm. You got to get out there, you know? Yeah. Experience life to the fullest. Trying to come up with some quote for Instagram and I nothing's clicking. I'm sure I'll listen to it. <laughs> okay, I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. I know it's kind of long and lengthy, but we talked about some fun stuff, I think. Yeah. I mean, I like talking about my study abroad and roommates. Basically, get out and make friends. Yeah. Eventually, maybe we'll have a couple of our roommates and stuff on from some college. Special guests. Yeah, hopefully they're listening. If not, they're fake for real. Yeah. So if you're listening right now, text me. Code word (laughs) friend. (laughs) 
love you, <laughs> but text me so I know you're a real one. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you all later. This has been Alexi and Bryn, and we're twenty somethings going through something. Always, <laughs> forever and ever. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at going through something pod for updates and fill out the form in our link in bio to let us know what we should talk about next. Thanks.